Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. And by Wyndham Garden Lafayette. From Cafe Vermilionville in Lafayette, we're out to lunch with creative business consultant Aileen Bennett. It's business, Acadiana style. Hi, I'm Aileen Bennett. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Back at the turn of the century, in 2000, writer Malcolm Gladwell came up with the concept of what he calls connectors. A connector, Gladwell said, is a person who knows a lot of other people. This connector is the centre of a network of friends. These connectors and their networks are how fads and fashion spread. 2000 was seven years before the invention of the iPhone. Today, Gladwell's connectors are not just a sociological observation. They're a revenue-producing industry. On social media, they're called influencers. One of the United States' best-known influences is Kim Kardashian. Miss Kardashian has around 117 million followers on Instagram and 50 million on Twitter. For a reported starting at 300,000, she'll mention you or your product one time in a social media post. Here in Acadiana, you might not think that we actually have influence with that kind of clout, but actually, we do. If you spend any time at all online, you want to know what's going on in Lafayette, you know about developing Lafayette. Developing Lafayette has around 13,000 followers on Instagram and 40,000 on Facebook. And if you adjust those numbers for the size of the Acadiana population, Developing Lafayette has a reach that rivals Kim Kardashian. It's impressive. It's the creation of Developing Lafayette founder Ben Powers. Ben, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you for having me. Oh, I call you Kim, whichever you oh, like. Oh, no, don't call me Kim, please. <laughs> Jolie Mo is a hybrid, somewhere between an online influencer and a real-world connector. In the real world, Jolie caters private dinner parties and does pop-up food events around Acadiana. You might have seen her on TV cooking with Anthony Bourdain. Online, Jolie has a web presence on social media and on her own blog and website where she's known as Porch Wine and Gravy. Jolie, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you. You know what, now I know who she is. Ah. <laughs> I do hide. Now you recognize yeah, her. Yeah, I recognize the, uh, the name for sure. I don't do a lot of selfies. And that's how, that's how influencers work. He's like, oh, Porch Wine and Gravy, I know who you are. Ben, Developing Lafayette started in 2012 because of your own curiosity about what was going on on a building site downtown. In your telling of how it grew from there, it sounds easy. You started a Facebook page where you posted photos of Development in Lafayette. The next thing you know, you've got 40,000 followers. To anyone who started a Facebook page, unless you're one of the Kardashians, we know it doesn't work like that. Even with compelling content, it takes some sort of skill to get in front of people and build an online following. So it'd be really useful to all of us who have a business. Tell us how you got from zero to 40,000 Facebook followers. How did you do it? Um, it, it sounds hard, but it really is pretty simple. Um, you cannot quit and you got to stay consistent. Because um, if you lose, the, if you if you quit and you don't stay consistent, then you're you don't reach a following. Like a following requires persistence and consistency to trust that you're going to stay posting for them. How did you get your first ten followers? I went to all the Facebook pages for businesses in Lafayette, and I just followed them. I followed every business, and then on their posts, I would like their posts or comment on their posts so that the developing Lafayette name was in the comments section and ah. so that people saw it because I didn't know I, I didn't have any money to 
sponsor and I was just doing this like bootstrapping. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing really. So you got the name noticed and then you kept doing regular Mm -hmm. posts. Yep. And you were just answering the questions that we all ask in the car, like, what's happening there? Correct. Did you pull off the road and stop and talk to people? How did you find out first what was happening? Very pivotal point was when somebody told me, oh, just go to the Lafayette Consolidated Government's website and you can see all the permits. I'm like, this is gold. Like, I started mining through all that and I mined through it, like, at least a couple times a day. Like, I refresh it to see if there's a new permit, especially if I know that there's a permit that I'm waiting on. And as soon as it goes public, I'm, I'm writing. And now your secret's out. And we can <laughs> oh, all just... yeah, definitely. <laughs> Julie, there are a lot of websites that post recipes, probably thousands of them. But you're operating in an extremely specialized field. You could literally count the number of authentic Acadiana-based Cajun online food bloggers on one hand. And you'd still have a couple of fingers to spare. <laughs> Given how popular Cajun food is, all the way from Paul Prudhomme to Anthony Bourdain, you'd think that someone would come along and be the next generation online version of Emerald. It seems like you're perfectly positioned to be that person. You have credibility, you have a big personality, and you're connected to everyone in Acadiana who could package and produce you. What's it going to take to kick porch wine and gravy to the next level? I think we are looking into local brand like sponsorship so that I can actually uh, work on it more. Because right now I work a full-time job, raise three kids, and also write and do recipe testing. So obviously there's a time span issue where I can't do one a day. I would love to, but me being insane like I am, I started with one a week. Now I do um, at least three recipes a week, one cocktail on Friday, and then I do a super simple Sunday on Instagram and Facebook. You do complicated cocktails on Friday? Every Friday I have a complicated cocktail video, and so that's the videos done. So I do that all week. And then of course I have, I don't write like a normal blog, which is kind of where the Cajun comes in, because we do have some great Cajun, you know, Acadiana table and all that, and they have great recipes. What makes mine a little different is is I combine, so it's called porch wine and gravy, because it's kind of our three favorite things to do, to sit on a porch, to tell stories, to drink a little wine, and eat gravy. So mine come with stories or rants, and it's all the things that... <laughs> I call them stories. Yeah. We, you've sat on my porch. You know how this happens. We're like... It's all the stories that we all sit and we can't stop and we try to talk over each other all the time. And then it's the, oh, I, you know, I mean, she's dear, but let me tell you what she did. (laughs) And then I have the recipe after. And are the stories inherent in the recipes? No, some recipes, okay, so like, you know, um, my dad, I wrote a story about him. And it's a story that if you, you have to go, it's called The Hippie Wins, and you go read it because it's probably not appropriate for the radio. It's a, it's a pot roast. Um, so, you know, whatever. And then it's like there's a Popeye's bread pudding, and it's based on this wonderful Popeye's buffet that was right behind us. And my grandfather's need to um, try to take as much to go from the Popeye's buffet as possible. <laughs> And slam it all together until I had to stand behind him and wave money at the lady, like, please, please, just let him do it. So those are all related, and some of them is just this recipe I came up with, and this story popped in my head. It's it's kind of I kind of just it's, it's 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 a reference. We do what we want. 
In a recent survey, it was found that more teenagers want to be influencers <laughs> than ever before. I don't even know what that means. I keep calling it advisors and my daughter keeps correcting me. Yes, an influencer. It means that what you, if you say, I wear this, yeah. everybody wants to wear it. And right. they, they, they seem to think it's mainly sitting around taking selfies in different color lipstick. That's because what Kim Kardashian looks like she's doing. Yes. So yeah. what's the reality of being a blogger and as it's come to be termed an influencer, what's the reality and the hard work that goes behind it? I think it just depends. I mean, for me, it's just uh, putting a lot of work into obviously the content because mine's a lot of content. Mine's not just a picture and then a little blurb and then I move on. I have a whole editing. You actually cook the whole dish. I cook the whole dish. We take the pictures. I write the stories. I edit it. We go back. So our mine's different, and that's why mine you notice doesn't have um, pop-ups and things like that because it's just it's not a quick Instagram. Thing. And at the moment, the primary purpose of your blog is to promote your brand and... Yeah, I'm a kind of an insane... Well, you know this. I'm very <laughs> meticulous, I guess. And so I spent... We spent six months getting the blog together. And then I spent another year making sure it went the way I wanted it to. Because I didn't want to have anybody advertising or until I knew that I was really happy. And I wanted to also prove that I could, like you said, I could consistently do it. Yes. So when we started, we had, I had a thousand page views. I started with probably 40. And the funny thing is, is so I, I've learned not to go by Instagram and Facebook numbers with this type of blog. I don't get all the giant followers, but I get 12,000 page views a month. And these are people clicking, looking, reading. I get people that's printing. Yeah. And I did that in a year and a half and that's because, but I was very insistent because when I do want to make this into a, a brand, I want to be able to go to people and be, look, I have all these different marketing techniques. Yeah. And if I pick you, it's because I believe in this product. I don't want people Well, we, we have been here today and we can pick his brain on yeah. monetization because <laughs> you both have different methods Yeah, we're totally of doing different. It, like, and that's going to be really interesting. So, Ben, what does your role as an influencer look like? Did you just sit around in the morning taking selfies saying, this is how I woke up? Yeah, definitely not. Um, <laughs> it's never going to be like that because um, I don't even know. I, I struggle to even call myself an influencer. Um, I mean, do you I, think of your blog as an influencer rather than you? I think I think to an extent. So, whenever I'm posting about a new construction site, I think the influence on that is just people get excited and the buzz starts happening. But whenever um, I go farther and I communicate with that business that's building and I establish kind of like a, um, a plan to announce your opening and what's the date. And my influence, I guess, comes when they have an opening date and I post when that opening date is. And then that's when all of the people reading what I post decide, am I going to go to that opening date that day or am I going to go that week because you know sometimes you go to an opening date the day of and you're going to wait an hour chances are the food's going to be cold and it's going to be inconsistent but um, I think I have that that type of pull where I can kind of drive. So how did you go and I know a lot of people want yep. to know this how did you go from oh there's a building site let me write about that to making this a full-time living how did you get people to pay you to write the stuff you were writing for free? Uh, a typical blog model is once you get enough followers and the businesses come to you wanting you to post about them, you, you establish a fee. Like, you know, it can be anything. If you're, if you're smaller, you can say 100 bucks. We ask 500. So if a business says, hey, I want you to post about my commercial development, well, that's going to be 500 bucks. And they typically don't bark at it. They, they go, okay, where do I send the check? I'm like, 
great, uh, send the check here, because it doesn't happen often, but when it does happen, they don't bark at it. That's um, impressive. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised I, I can pull that off. I gotta sell tamales. <laughs> <laughs> We're all um, learning something here today. <laughs> so, what's next for both of yours? I know, Benny, you go into other cities with this eventually. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, have you already bought the domain names? Oh, yeah. I, in 2013, whenever we started the website, I bought the domain name uh, Developing Las Vegas. Because my ultimate goal is to get to that town or that city. It's not a town because it's it's really a big city that's always changing. Is somebody not already doing this in every other town in the country? Oh, this past couple of years, I've I've started to see similar concepts happening. So, like in Houston, there's a a website called Swamp Lot. This website's been in existence since, since 2007, and what he does is he goes around and takes pictures of demolition projects, construction projects, but he doesn't paint it in a picture that's shareable. And I help, I try to put it in a shareable format to where somebody on Facebook wants to share it to their grandma or their cousin. So people taking notes, make your content shareable. Yeah, make, people want take, to. make it shareable. Because if you just post something that's, that's drab or that looks like something that came out of uh, a newspaper, people may not share. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Aileen Bennett. I'm talking with Ben Powers from Developing Lafayette and Jolie Moe, creator of Porch Wine and Gravy. Jolie, what are the plans for expansion? Oh, are you going to do a, a nationwide tour? Uh, well, I kind of already do a nationwide tour. I, I think that the plan is, obviously, it's based in Lafayette. I do food from all over cultures and, stu- and such. I do a lot of private dinners now, which is great. So I just did one in San Diego, and then I'm going to Iceland next month. So we are going to try to work on that because I love to travel, and part of the reason I have my stories is because I have traveled. And so the much. blog helps you build that brand to get those dinners, and those dinners then help you back again to build the exactly. blog. Exactly. Right now, most of everything I do goes back into the blog, and that was, like I said, to build it because I really want to be able to show someone, hey, if you were going to sponsor me, I have this to give. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I am going to start hopefully partnering up people because I'm going to Iceland, and I'm I'm bringing Lafayette to Iceland and they want me to go they're paying for me to travel there and cook and be part of the Cajun culture which is a great time to sell this area to be like well if you really want if you're like this wait till you see that yes and, and while you're on my to, blog there's all these things that and I make sell. them very exclusive yes. so that you know people like things they think they can't get so you're doing the anti-pop-up ad route you've both taken very different we're very separate yeah Julie and Ben, this is the part of the show that we call your brother-in-law. You're sitting down at your computer about to post something on your Facebook page when your phone rings. It's your brother-in-law. Usually he only calls when he needs you to feed his tropical fish when he's out of town, but this time it's different. This time your brother-in-law's got a business proposition. Ben, your brother-in-law says he's got a great idea for a business that you and him could go into together. Public relations, specifically for construction companies and property developers. He says it's pretty much what you're doing now and just coming at it from a different angle, one where you can charge a lot of money to developers and construction companies. He's even got a name for the new company, Powers Property PR. What do you tell your brother-in-law? Is he onto something? Oh, my God. How do I respond to that? Like, um, I would think he's nuts at first. Um and then probably say, you know, I'm, I don't think I'm interested because it, it's obviously a conflict. Uh, and I don't know how I'd make it work. I don't know because I feel like I'd be spending more time trying to develop something new that is already something that I'm doing. And why not just find a way to integrate that with what and I'm And you're doing only already. at the beginning of what you're doing and you right. can see a big growth area oh, yeah. for it right now. Interesting. 
Yeah, brothers-in-laws. <laughs> Julie, your brother-in-law obviously has a great idea too. He says that millions of the people across the country are fascinated by Cajun food and Cajun cooking. But if someone downloads a recipe from your blog and they live in the Midwest, they're not being able to get okra or filet or merletons or andouille or any of the things that really make Cajun cooking what it is. So your brother-in-law's idea is a Cajun version of Brew Apron. You send people all the necessary ingredients to make a Cajun meal. Your brother-in-law says you could even sell this concept to Blue Apron and be part of them. A Cajun meal, ready to make, delivered. What do you tell your brother-in-law? Hmm, I think I would say all good ideas, <laughs> great backing. <laughs> and if my brother-in-law would like to support it and prove that it would make money, then it and actually invest. is. It's a very good, and invest, yeah. Ah, investment, It's a very good. good idea. If not, uh, there is the point where you can put substitutes and so that's, I would do both sides, you know. I do substitutes. I already tell them I kind of cheat. I guess I've already kind of screwed them out of the deal. Because I just tell them if you don't have this, replace it with this. I also say melaton is actually chayote squash, so you have it already. <laughs> but maybe you start with a gumbo package. But it is a really good idea. But we can't, you know, I think that's one of those things where I'm just, as I said, meticulous. I would sit down and be like, all right, you have to prove it to me. I want to see numbers. I want to see how long it's going to take to make money. And I guess that's not a fun answer to that question. I'd say, whatever, let's just box it up and go. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then you got to kind of look at the company, too. You mentioned Blue Apron. Yeah. Um, I, I follow stocks, exchanges, and Blue Aprons are not doing too hot right now. Well, and I think this There's concept, a lot of competitors. Honestly, <laughs> that concept is great, except I think it would only be, I think it would only be appealing for a short amount of time. Because it's got kind of that, ooh, look, and I'm going to send it to my mm -hmm. friend over here. But the truth is, who makes Cajun food on a regular <laughs> basis enough to support it? It's Cajun people, and we already have all that stuff. Right, right. I would say a better idea was, you know, something that is the product's that come here, not necessarily to make food, but God, I think Cajun Crate does it, but local honeys and local spices, and I make my own spice mix and things like that. I make my own tamale spice mix. I think that would make more sense. Oh. Do you really do all that? I really yes, do. Yes, you oh. really, really I actually, does. I actually travel across the country and now going into other countries with a Magnolite pot all my own spices and my own spoons, which means I have one pair of shoes and one outfit. Will, will there be wow. a blog article on what you pack? I actually have an Instagram post about it, but I probably should do a blog Yeah, you about should do it. And how you get And let me tell you, when you go through security and they run, <laughs> and they're like, there's just a giant pot with a pair of shoes in it. And I'm like, I don't trust these people with the right cooking devices. That's funny. Maybe that's what nice. we should do. We should ship cooking equipment to people other places. Because people don't have, I swear they don't cook in the right pots like we do here. I don't know ah. if we're just trained well, but, like, I have a friend. She's never had a cast iron in her life. And I'm like, how how do you make I mean, a that's gravy? How, that's I how gravy gets, you know, it's dark. There you colors. go. I've got a better idea for hey, my brother-in-law. Yes, maybe Look, we'll, we'll sell that idea back to your brother-in-law. I just over-talked my brother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's not the first time. No. <laughs> Probably wouldn't hang out with so, Ben, let's talk about the scary world of online, the yeah. trolls and the people oh, making sure. comments. Uh -huh. um, you have a thing that you call clapping back. <laughs> do you want... oh, I did God. my research. Do you, do you want to explain your version of clapping back? Um, okay, so my version of clapping back, obviously I didn't create that term, um, but when somebody comments something negative, what I try to do is I try to be positive with everything. What kind I do. of negative things do they say about a developing business? Um, and it, well, a negative thing for them would be like, okay, so for example, Broussard and Youngsville flooded in 2016. Mm -hmm. So did Karen Crow. All the, a lot of places did. So new developments. A lot of people were blaming the developments, and there's I guess there's some truth to that. 
up for the flooding. And so when there's a new development and more concrete ha coming, and I know concrete is not the, the sexiest thing ever, but um, it just kind of happens. And so these, these trolls, if you want to call them, come on there and say, oh, why do we need more developments and all that? I'm like, look, first of all, I'm just reporting the development and its growth for the community, whether it's cement or uh, a new park. You know, I mean, I know it's probably not the ideal for you, but as a growing city, it's going to happen. I mean, look at Houston. If, I mean, I don't. I hate to compare us to Houston, but a growing city just kind of gets that. And so, whenever they would respond negatively, negatively in that format, I would just say, you know, at least our city's growing or something to that effect. I get witty, and I can't recall some of the wittier stuff, but uh, I, I have to. I have to, sometimes I have to consult my business partner to say if what I'm about to say is should is I it, say this or is should it I? Okay? Yes. Am I feeding the trolls here yes. or should I? And then um, you know you can take examples from the KTC comments section. That's a that's a troll laden yes. place there. Yes, for sure. <laughs> See, I just base it on if I can make someone laugh at my kappa. Right. Like clap back or whatever. I, I go to Lucius and I go, does this make you giggle? Yes. And he goes, yes. And I said, then I'm writing it. <laughs> and you're very much, your personality is part of your blog. Yes. Whereas Ben, this is a it's business a totally different, for yeah. you. For me it's to, nice to have the two different. For me I'll to I'll become, put personality in mind. Right. If you've ever read, and there's, there's some things I say that normal news wouldn't say. So how much, if I pay you to write a blog post about my business, are you going to rave about it even if you don't like it? Say it's another chain store coming to Lafayette above a local business. Do you show bias in that? Is it hard to write when someone's paying you? Mm. Or do you just love chain stores? I don't love chain stores. I'm not saying that I love chain stores. I say I love all businesses that is growth. If I get paid to write a post, um, usually I, I, I can reject it. And I don't take everything. So if it's something that I don't agree with, I'm not taking it. So I vowed to whenever I started this that I would not, I would not post a vape shop. I don't smoke. I don't get involved in any of that. And unless they're building a brand new vape shop from the ground up new construction, then I'll post about it. But I typically try not to take money from, you know, businesses like alcohol businesses if I feel like it's just... It's something I don't, I don't take part in anyway, and so um, I usually just don't entertain it anyway. Interesting. Shirley, do you have rules about what you're right and what you won't write, or is it just because it's your personality and your brand that you... Um, I, used, I started with rules, and then... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't get very personal for a long time. I'm just not, I'm not that way in uh, my normal life. But then I've noticed, I, I guess the Anthony Bourdain thing really changed that for me. To go Tell us that. the Anthony Bourdain story. You got to cook for him? I did. I got to cook. I got to eat dinner with him. I got to sit across from him and say really stupid things while he s stared at me for saying really stupid things. So a normal, a normal day for you then. <laughs> but I was like, Anthony Bourdain is exactly who he is. He's very dry. He's very sarcastic. He's a very intelligent man. And he, and, and he obviously, just like anyone else in this industry, he is one of the heroes of mine. And I'm an irreverent, loud I've misbehaved in my life. I've made some bad decisions and good decisions. This is my shocked face. Yes. <laughs> and so for him, his, his, who he was, really, I really loved it. And that, but then, you know, so when he passed away, it was daunting and shocking. And then I, and I, you know, it's so funny. You know what got me was I got an emoji. I woke up and I got a mic. Oh, no. Sad face emoji. And I was like, did you just send me an emoji? like a cartoon character over someone passing away, and, and, and obviously who was in pain. 
And I just, it just, it bothered me because I just didn't think that was the appropriate way to approach that subject. So I got angry and then I got upset. And then I wrote a blog post about meeting him and, and about all our personal struggles and everything we go through and how we don't tell people and how we keep it to ourselves and how we just never know how tired someone is, how exhausted they are and what they're dealing with. And we just kind of, anyway, I'm going off. <laughs> But that led to me getting more personal, which kind of ripped the top off what I would talk about. Before it was all, I'm funny, look at me. I, what I did is I played the role I played my whole life as a bartender, as a real estate agent, like happy, smiley, funny Jolie. And I do that still to this day because that is me, but then I do the other parts, you know, the, the more personal parts. And I, I, it's been rough, but it's also been a great, I don't know, a great experience because I've had more comments. Yeah, I think the more genuine you are on your blog, I say yours is a very personal blog, but yeah. yours is a, a blog about businesses and development. Right, so totally they're, separate. they're beautifully different things that are both thriving. I'm sure our comments are a lot different. I luckily get a lot of comments from moms who are struggling too, <laughs> yes. and people that have given up on cooking, and, and so I don't have to, be, I, don't have, I don't get as much anger. Yes. In Acadiana, we live in part of the country that has a way of life and culture that we feel is better than anywhere else. Recently, we've started to learn that some of our local leaders in technology may become a as legendary as our towering figures in music and food. The same recognition and success that we've seen happen to Waiter could equally happen to an online concept like Developing Lafayette, and equally a cultural-centric online vehicle that exports Cajun culture authentically, like porch wine and gravy, could break through and become a sensation. Jolie and Ben, we wish you both continued success. We look forward to seeing where your paths as influencers and connectors take you and us. Thank you both for taking the time today to join me on Out to Lunch. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having me. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Ben Powers, founder of Developing Lafayette, and Jolie Moe, the creator of Porch Wine and Gravy. You can find out more about Jolie and Ben's ventures online and in the real world by following the links on our websites, krvs.org and itsacadiana.com. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Morrell. Our researchers are Anne Christian and Ali Coates. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on our website and Facebook page. These photos were taken by Lucius A. Fontenot. You can find out more about Lucius Fontenot photos at lafphoto.com. You can get this show and past shows as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at our websites, krvs.org and itsacadiana.com. You can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, itsacadiana.com and krvs.org. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsacadiana.com and krvs 88.7 FM. I'm Aileen Bennett. Thanks for joining me today. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the lunch table for more business Acadiana style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch Acadiana is recorded live over lunch at Cafe Vermilionville in Lafayette. Cafe Vermilionville is open Monday to Friday for lunch and six nights a week for dinner with a courtyard that sets the scene for fine Louisiana cuisine. The Out to Lunch Acadiana theme music, Encore Monsieur, Nice Guy, is written by Mitchell Foreman and performed by Mitchell Foreman and Andre Michaud. Out to Lunch Acadiana business consultants are Pete Prados from Innovate Acadiana and Dustin Ortego from The Opportunity Machine. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. Support for Out to Lunch Acadiana comes from the Wyndham Garden Lafayette, located off Pinhook near Calais Saloon. 
Wyndham Garden Lafayette is a pet and family-friendly hotel with reception space for large and intimate events, free parking, free Wi-Fi, and a free shuttle within three miles that includes the airport and downtown restaurants.